Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today, as well as a mission and a calling. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer and get on with the show today. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Abba Father, for your love, your grace, and your mercy, and your patience with your children. We are undeserving, yet we are grateful. Thank you, Father. I ask again, Father, for your protection. I ask that you place your hedge of protection around our president in these times. I ask that you also grant President Trump with wisdom and courage. While he seems brave and strong, I know these things that surround him weigh heavy. I also beg your protection and your gift of calm that it will be with Judge Amy Coney Barrett. I ask you to lock the jaws of our enemies and grant them no victories. I give to you CSC Talk Radio, and I ask, Father, that you meet our needs here financially, that we might grow and glorify you better. Help me to cast my burdens upon you and to stop taking them back to worry and fret. May I only ask and speak truth and bring encouragement to all who listen. May we also bring a truth that will set the hearts of people free and bring them to action. We praise you, O God, for who you are, the great I am. Thank you for the beauty of this earth and the life, for the resources you have provided to us, and for the knowledge as we continue to grow and learn. These times can be confusing and scary, Father, and it is for such a time as this that we place ourselves into your hands. Amen. You know, when I was a kid, my parents, they were kind of like the Green Acres folks, you know, they lived in the city and they wanted to be in the country. My parents dreamed of having a place in the country. And once in a while, we'd drive around the country. Now, I lived, grew up, kind of halfway grew up. I moved down here in the middle of my freshman year in high school. But I was in the suburb of Kansas City. It was called Raytown. Well, we take occasional drives through parts of the ruralist areas of the state, and I loved looking at the old windmills. Most were not working, and many of them were dilapidated, but once in a while we'd see one that was actually spinning and working, or at least in my mind it was. The wind energy isn't anything new, and Those windmills were mostly used for grinding grain in certain areas and using it for land drainage and water pumping. They were important in the day, and they were a great source of power. Nowadays, on occasion, we drive to the Lake of the Ozarks here in Missouri. We're just about 45 minutes from the lake. It's beautiful country, and right now, if you happen to be close, the trees... Our God's rainbow promising a change in the weather. (laughs) He's promising us climate change 
and it's called Winter. The tourist attraction of our beloved Lake of the Ozarks was created by the building of a large dam, Bagnell Dam, and this provides a large source of energy for Missourians. Along with nuclear power plant, Missouri is diverse in its energy. Electricity in Missouri is generated from a mix of coal, hydroelectric power, natural gas, nuclear, and renewable resources. Missouri is mostly dependent upon coal, which produces 82% of the total electricity consumed. Today we have a special guest. He was with us back in December, you know, pre-COVID days. Regardless of the pandemic, the world continues to revolve, and we continue to need energy, maybe even more so. The talk of the existential threat of climate change has quieted just a little, and the talk is mandatory masks and shutting down of our economy. However, we here in the U.S. are in a presidential election, and it's coming up in 14 days. And the Democrat Party and the left are promising to change the planet and save us all from climate change. Not getting into the political mess of it all, let's talk about the science. Today we have Dr. Lars Schirkenau, and he's a member of the CO2 Coalition. So today's show is brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. He's an entrepreneur, commodity trader. He's published two books on fossil fuels and currently lives in Europe and Asia. Previously worked at Boston Consulting Group in the U.S. and Germany. Co-founder, shareholder, and former supervisory board member of two Germany-listed commodity companies and founded, worked for, and advised a number of other companies in the commodity and energy sector worldwide. He's educated at New York University and in said France. Uh, doctoral degree in economics from, I'm going to ruin all these names, I know, Technisch University in Berlin, regular speaker at Global Energy and Sustainability Conferences and of and events, and we welcome back Dr. Lars Schirkenau, and I hope I'm not ruining your name too bad. Lars, how are you doing today? Good morning to you. How are you, Beth? Glad to I'm be back. good. It's good to have you back. Thank you for joining us. And the pleasure is mine. Pleasure is all mine. Oh, good. Um, you've written an article here recently. It's the truth behind renewable energy. And I see that uh, Germany is facing the same kind of uh, situation that the U.S. is, where they're advocating a total replacement of fossil fuels by solar and wind, which we know is not going to be efficient and it just can't get the job done. And I thought we'd just let you kind of talk about that a little bit. No, definitely. I would love to. Um, Beth, if you don't mind me saying, there's one thing for me that's quite important. I'm I'm not a political person, so I, I don't like to take either side politically. I do want to talk about the science and the facts, and, um, you know, of course, unfortunately, the subject has become very political, but I try mm-hmm. to stay away from it as much as I can, so please do bear with me on that one, you know? I, I absolutely will do my best. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> okay. so, so I will not endorse either one, okay? Of course, I have an opinion and I have, I have an informed opinion, but um, for me, it's not about endorsing any party or any person. For me, it's actually about the future of our planet and the future of our children, and well, uh, that is what I care about. I was going to say, it's about endorsing truth, and it's about endorsing real science. And uh, we've been told we don't believe in the science if we don't see things exactly as they do. But my understanding with science is it's always there to question. 
and exactly. and so that's exactly. you know, and we're looking at the economics of it and everything. So it does get political, but we don't want to do that. We're not going to go down that road. We want to go down the tr- the science and the facts, and let's try that road today. That would be great. Yes. So yes, yeah, so you mentioned that Germany is on a similar path as the U.S., and and in fact, it's might be even a little bit worse, if you don't mind me saying that, because the Minister of Environment. Um, just a couple of months ago, said that Germany will be the first country to depend for its energy or for electricity 100% for, on wind and solar. Hmm. And that was one of the things where I started to, 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 to question that again, how is that possible? And how can a minister of Germany, one of the great you know, nations in the world, say something like this without being informed about what that would mean? It is interesting how they all come to that same conclusion, and and yet, you know, we have science on both sides here, and they seem to ignore one side over the other, and uh, you know that that part is is uh, is confusing to most of us. Why they would even do that? Well, we kind of have an idea, but that's political. We won't go that direction. But it's, exactly. you know, we do want to think of what's best for the children, and and we'll be going to heading into a break here real quick. And when we come back, I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you for a little bit. But you know, the thing that bothers me, and maybe I mentioned this in December when you're on, is the scaring of our children. Constantly scaring of our children and not giving them any hope for the future. We have a lot of hope for our future across this globe, not just in the U.S., but across the globe. We have a lot of hope in the future. And yet they're trying to tell us we have this existential threat, and they scare the children. And I don't like that because I'm a mom and a grandmother, and I don't like my children to be afraid. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. CO2 Coalition is sponsoring today's show. We have Dr. Lars Shurkanal and the truth behind renewable energy. And we will be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power of the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. 
The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. And while the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations setting your table is an important part of every meal the patterns you choose say something about you and your family bringing america home with libertytabletop.com or go to my website csetalkradio.com and click on their link call liberty tabletop at 844-386-2338 use the promo code bethann and receive 10 percent off your purchase libertytabletop.com We have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with Dr. Lars Shurnikow. I keep saying it back because I keep, I, keep, I keep getting my K in the wrong place. Don't say Lars. It's easy enough for me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your patience with me. I appreciate that. You know, um, the truth behind the renewable energy is what you've written here recently, and uh, I'm going to let you kind of take over with that because I'm just going to have you explain it economically and scientifically that it's not – you know, we can always learn more, we can always add to, but it can't replace what we're doing. And I want you to kind of explain that to my listeners. Okay. So first of all, and, and we start with what is renewable, right? So, so in today's world, what is renewable tends to be something that is not fossil. So people uh, consider renewable everything but coal, oil, gas, and in a way, nuclear is also not renewable because it's also fossil, right? And, and uranium is a fossil. So what's left is is uh, wind, solar, biomass, and hydro. So those are really the, you know, those main people that are considered renewable. And um, when you look at wind, solar, hydro, and biomass, let's go through it one by one. Uh, where shall we start there? Either one. Start where you want. <laughs> okay. Let's start with biomass. So biomass, um, you know, there, there's, there's been a bit of talk about that, and um, you may have seen a plan of the humans, which pointed out that, you know, cutting down our trees or growing um, um, biomass to then later burn is not really a very efficient or useful way of utilizing our limited uh, earth or, or, or area that we have, right? And, and such biomass has a limit, a natural limit by how much space we have. So biomass um, also historically has not grown much. 
And in fact, I would argue we even probably burn too much biomass already because we need that space either for housing or for just feeding ourselves. So I think biomass is out in terms of growth. Then next comes hydro. So hydro, of course, you know, going into rivers, putting these large cement blocks there and blocking the river, um, that is limited by how many rivers we have with, right. um, you know, that, that actually flow fast enough. So you will see that hydro is also not growing much because we already have tapped most of the rivers that are suitable. And hydro, as any form of energy, has also issues, right? For instance, you know, we will either have too much water at the top, we have too little water at the bottom. I mean, for instance, India, I mean, India has always scars of, 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 uh, of, uh, of, of uh, water. And when you put a, um, a hydropower station, you know, closer towards the mountains, close to the Himalayas, uh, the Pakistan, of course, you have less water downstream. That's a problem. So what's left, actually, in terms of renewable is only wind and solar. And that's where the problem starts. Okay. I was going to add, when you mentioned the uh, the movie that Michael Moore did, he himself was shocked at what he found out when he put that movie together, exactly. which I found very interesting. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I certainly don't agree with everything that Michael Moore is saying or, or, or doing, and we don't have to, right? But but there are the facts are that he was shocked about what he found out. And and it's true that, that biomass is not a solution, and hydro is limited. And what's then remaining is basically wind and solar. And, and now the big problem with wind and solar, and you've probably discussed this previously in many of your, of your earlier shows, is that they're not always there. Mm. Right? So the wind sometimes blows, sometimes doesn't blow. And the sun sometimes shines, sometimes doesn't shine. And it tends to shine a little bit more in the south. And Arizona is probably one of the best states in the U.S. with the most sun. But even there, it doesn't shine at night. And even there, most of the sun or the sun energy, comes in the three hours before and after noon. So the amount of sun that comes in is just in a very short period of time, and that is what we call intermittent form of power. And wind and solar are intermittent. That means they can never, ever reliably give you the energy you need unless you have a way of storing it, storage. And the storage is one of the problems that we have, we don't have enough storage. Right. It's kind of hard to bottle it up, so, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 problem with, the problem with energy as with climate change is it's not simple. And, and mm-hmm. um, you know, today when you meet people, semi, semi-well-educated people or even very well-educated people, it appears that every person understands, either as an energy economist, and they understand how energy works or they're an atmospheric physicist understand how the climate works. And mm. there's very, very few people who understand the, the, how everything works. And I certainly don't understand everything. I understand quite a bit about energy and economics because that's what I studied what I've been doing for decades now. Um, and I'm still learning about, about climate change, but, but I'm nowhere near, you know, would say that I'm a specialist in any of these things. I can only tell you what's common sense, and I think your show is all about common sense. And common sense is very simple. Wind and solar are not always there. And what do you do when they are not there? There's two things. Either you somehow found a way to store the energy that you got when they were there, or you have a backup power. And what is a backup power? It can only be fossil fuel today. Exactly. So that means, that means any windmill you put up 
beyond, uh, let's say, beyond 5-10% of, of, of capacity in the grid, any window that you put up will have to have 100% backup capacity, either by a coal, gas, or nuclear power station. It's got to run it, doesn't it? Every single windmill. And, and, and that windmill, now the, problem, the, the second problem with it is, of course, that windmill takes energy to build itself and materials to build itself. That windmill doesn't come from nothing. There's nothing renewable about constructing or building a windmill. No, <laughs> Because it needs, not. it needs cement and steel, right? I mean, and where yeah. does cement and steel come from? So, the number one, let's say you have the whole world covered with windmills, you still need a backup. Right? That means you still need your gas or coal-fired power station. But, of course, that power station is now utilized much less because there is actually sometimes wind or sun. And that means your power station that you require, absolutely require, will now mm. be utilized less. That means it will be less efficient and will be actually environmentally more devastating. Because when you run a car consistently at 60 miles per hour, you know, for two hours, you burn much less fuel than when you turn off your car, turn on and off your car 20 times in, in that two hours. It's a bit logic, common sense. And nobody's talking right. about this. No, and, and we've, had, we've got a state here in, in the U.S. that want to, they want to do away with all the gas-powered vehicles and go strictly with electric by, I think it was 2030 was what they wanted to do that by, and it's just not feasible. Plus, you know, they're already having electrical problems because they've tried to go with all green and trying to do away with the, the fossil fuel, and so they're already in trouble. But efficiently, you know, uh, you know, the pandemic has brought the world, uh, we're, we're home more, we're, I'm not, but people are in their homes more and they're using the, uh, uh, computers and the Zooms and all that to have their conferences and their meetings. And the last time I had someone on from CO2, they were telling me that that is actually costing more in in fuel and energy, I guess energy is what I, than if everybody was in their cars going to work, which really was kind of astonishing to me. But when you stop and think about it, it, it you know, common sense, it kind of makes sense. Do you agree yeah, with that I mean, part? It, it, look, I, I haven't done the calculation. I, I, who, did, did Mark Millsett say that? or? Uh, I... Yes. Do you remember? Yeah, it anyway, was. Mark uh, was an amazing person, and, and he, he said that, and I know I trust that he's done that calculation himself, so I, I certainly uh, would, would endorse that. Yeah, but I would love to do, see it myself, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the yeah. fact is, we need, we, need, we need energy and we need electricity, uh, um, you know, every minute of our life, right? And, oh, wow. uh, and we need energy and electricity that is, that is um, um, always there, right? That's reliable. So energy policy has actually three goals of being reliable, being sustainable, and being affordable. Reliable, sustainable, and affordable. And when you think about what's currently happening in global energy policy, it's all about CO2 mitigation, mm -hmm. and it's all addressing this so-called sustainability issue. 
Now, I'm not going to argue right now here about CO2 being good or bad. Obviously, I think it has many benefits as well, because I am from the CO2 coalition. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but it's not even about that. It's not even about that, right? So, you see the energy policy today is actually they're missing two points. They're missing reliability and affordability. And, and yes, that, I agree. And, and, and then they're addressing sustainability issue only on one point, only about CO2 emissions. I'm not talking about anything else that's sustainable. Is it sustainable to cover your land with windmills and solar panels? Is it sustainable to, 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 to produce silicon out of quartz and, and, and coal to make uh, uh, the silicon panels? And actually to, to, to utilize your entire world production of silicon to produce only solar panels? Is that sustainable? No. Is it sustainable, no. you know, to, 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 to I don't know, have huge masses of, of, of steel and, and, um, and cement utilized to build these, these uh, windmills? They are large. And we're heading into a break. <laughs> You're listening to CSC Talk Radio and Dr. Lars and Beth We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. The Today Show is brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. You can visit their website by going to CO2Coalition.org. That's CO2Coalition.org. Today we have Dr. Lars Chernikow. I got it right that time. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I had it right earlier today, and then I kept moving the K around. But anyway, my last name is Schoenberg. So I should be able to get short of cow correction. <laughs> anyway, not an easy name. It's not. It's not. And uh, as a, I want to turn this back over to you, and then before we finish the show today, in the next segment, I have another question that nobody ever. I've not heard anybody ever really uh, address with the energy issues and the climate change issues and all that. So I want to get to that, so I'm going to kind of throw that out as a teaser. But right now, you mentioned reliable, sustainable, and affordable, and uh, they kind of, when they focus on the CO2 only, they miss all these other things. I'm going to turn it over to you for that. Yes, correct. And, uh, you know, I was, um, like a few weeks ago, I had a, I had a presentation in Zurich uh, near where I live uh, with citizens about, you know, that subject that we're talking about today, and 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 these are just normal people, you know, you and I just talking and discussing and, and and just like you know listening to both sides of the story, and and afterwards people came to me, Lars, I didn't understand, I didn't have any clue how complicated and complex this is, but it is. Twenty years ago, nobody dared to think about like how does our energy system work. Right? I mean, today everybody's talking about it and, and says, and, and it's just not that simple. And, and by missing out the affordable and the, uh, and the um, reliable, that's the key about energy. What are we going to do with, with, you know, sunshine, you know, energy from sunshine from the wind if we can't run our computers at night? I mean, we're going back 200 years. And, uh, and, and, uh, and it just, it baffles me how, you know, ministers can say we're going to go 100% wind and solar. I just, it just baffles me. And, and, uh, and to be honest, I've had, over the past years, I've had many, many one-on-one discussions with many, many professors in, in Europe, in Asia, in the U.S., a few, not that many, but I've been there that much, that often. And, 
even even uh, politicians, and when I speak to them one on one on one, none of them really believe that we can go to wind and solar hmm. individually. But in a group, suddenly everybody is like, we need to invest more in wind and solar. You have every big company, you know, uh, investing in wind group and solar. Thinking. It's group thinking. It's you know, group thinking. You know something else. And, 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 and it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Something else that that doesn't get thrown into the mix is is national security for every country, for every nation. Uh, our energy is a national security issue, and so it gets even more complicated when you throw that into the mix as well. Well, I can tell you one thing: uh, who in the world is laughing and smiling? It's <laughs> um, uh, China, right? I mean, obviously, and, and nothing against Chinese. I have I have very good friends in China, and. and the fact is that what we are doing in the U.S. and in Europe, what we say we will be doing, will make China stronger because we mm-hmm. are increasing our costs, we are reducing our reliability, and we're doing nothing but actually negative things for our environment. So that means we're losing competitiveness. And, and that competitiveness is lost to primarily China and Asia. Absolutely. You're correct, and uh, I think that's a point that most people miss. And it's you know it's because those who are pushing this, um, they only push the CO2 information. They only push that and and how it's going to be an existential threat, and we're going we're killing the planet, and it's a human's fault, and blah 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 blah. And and yet the question that I'm going to ask you goes out a little bit farther on the humanitarian issue of it. Because you had mentioned in this article that 3 billion people out of 8 billion people in the world have no or only erratic access to power. And if we try to go all green, that's going to increase, isn't it? So we're going to have more people without power, which means more people in poverty, hunger, uh, bad situations. A- am I reading that correctly? Absolutely. And, and it's, I mean, it's, look, by going green in brackets, it's not really green, never be discussed. <laughs> by going to, <laughs> to wind and solar, you know, um, we in the West, in the, in the US and in the Europe, we may be able to afford it, right? We may be able to, you know, double our energy costs. We may be able, to, you know, to, to, to have inefficiencies and, and maybe even like have expensive batteries or something, whatever. But actually it's increasing energy poverty. So the poor people will suffer the most because they cannot afford this. They need reliable energy. And how, who am I to tell Pakistanis who, who, who consume on average, let me lie, maybe like one fiftieth of what the U.S. is consuming? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how low it is, how little it is. How, how can we tell them don't consume energy? I mean, it, 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 it's, it's really, really a humanitarian problem, and it's also, and it's also even more so, an environmental problem. Because we are truly devastating our environment. So I'm just finishing a, a small article with a professor in the U.S., um, um, Professor uh, Bill Smith, on, on solar. So we're just calculating what would it take to have Germany or Europe go 100% solar. It's just a calculation. Yeah? And it would take entire Spain to be covered with solar panels. 
and it would take battery backup from 300 Tesla dealer factories. Wow. Wow. And, 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 and I mean, that, that, and it's, and Spain is in Europe where he has a lot of sun, has less sun than Arizona, but certainly more sun than, than Germany. So if it doesn't make sense to have solar, large solar parks in Spain to cover, to, to cover Europe with, uh, with, with, or to give uh, power to Europe, then why would a solar panel make sense further north of Spain? It makes even less sense. So, so maybe next time I'll send that to you, we can have a discussion around that because there's some interesting metrics there. Absolutely. But it is complex. As I discussed, it's complex. It's not easy. And, 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 and environmentally what we're doing, humanitarian we're doing, environmentally what we're doing is absolutely terrible. And we're not doing anybody a favor. Well, that's, and you know, no, but I've not heard any of those that, that are promoting this, not here in the U.S. or anywhere else, but the ones that are promoting this, they're not, they're not telling the truth of what it's going to do if we try to push this. Uh, they're just, you know, and I know there's other reasons, and we won't go into that, but the humanitarian reason for not doing it, you know, is, is ex, that is an existential thing. I believe we need to look at that because it's going to cause more poverty, whether it's in the U.S., in Germany, in Africa, or wherever it is. You know, it, these people will be pulled will. back. They will be pulled into poverty even more so because there are places here in the U.S. that are living really badly, and they don't have access to energy. They don't have as well, let's put, let's put it that as easily, access to energy efficient. And um, I think you'll see more of the other going the other way. They're going to start using more biomass just to survive. And uh, I, I just don't, uh, I don't, I don't understand why they haven't been mentioning the humanitarian issue of this. Yes, I mean, it, it, it is certainly a very important point, and, and that's not yet not yet reached the public media or has not yet reached even Africa or Asia, right? Okay. Um, because um, they're not there yet. But if, if uh, you know, the world would be where Germany is in terms of its renewable, um, um, you know, wind and solar capacity, um, it would be a detriment to the environment and, and more importantly, to the humans um, um, in, those, in those areas. Germany, just to give you a sense, Germany today has as much wind and solar installed capacity in what we measure in gigawatts as they have conventional capacity. So, so gas, nuclear, and coal together is the same installed capacity as wind and solar. So they've doubled mm. their capacity. Mind More you, they efficient. haven't doubled their, their energy needs. More efficient. And, you know, we've gotten, I hear the music, we're headed into a break. We've gotten more efficient. I understand. We've learned a lot through the last many, many decades. And we our air is cleaner now, at least here in the U.S., than it is, has ever been. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann and Dr. Lars and Beth will be right back. As a 
business owner, when was the last time you asked yourself if you have the right commercial insurance coverage? You need business insurance to protect everything you're building. One disaster without the right insurance could hurt your business, and larger deals you're trying to close may require that you have it. We recommend Cover Wallet for all your business insurance needs. In just two minutes, with their award-winning technology, they can offer you free competitive quotes from top insurance carriers nationwide. Cover Wallet has helped tens of thousands of businesses, startups, restaurants, truckers, construction companies, landscaping companies, beauty salons, consultants, and they can help you. No business is too big or too small. And it's a free call to find out. Protect your business. Get the right insurance for your business. Call Cover Wallet right now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. Makeup America is a brand new line of makeup made in America. Ladies, did you know that most American beauty brands do not make their cosmetics here in the USA? There is no guarantee of quality and transparency of ingredients, testing on animals, abidance to health and safety regulations, or quality control within the manufacturing environment. The old saying, beauty is only skin deep, refers to what's on the inside of the woman. And as you know, what's inside your beauty products matters to your skin. Makeup America is made in the USA, and they pledge to you that their products are non-GMO, paraben-free, fragrance-free, and never tested on animals. Launch your patriotism with Independence Red, Lady Liberty Blue. There's a variety of nail and lip colors to match, and lip care. MakeupAmerica.us. Use promo code BEST20 to receive 20% discount. MakeupAmerica.us. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, 
two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHAMP. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHAMP, or call 818-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Bethann. We're visiting with uh, Dr. Lars Chernikow with uh, CO2 Coalition. They are sponsoring today's show. We're trying to get the truth out. We're trying to get, get people to understand that science is not settled. We're still learning and we're still going places. And and I was mentioning when we went into the break there, uh, Dr. Lars, that uh, our air here, and I'm sure yours too, is cleaner than it's ever been. I mean, I, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't burn with wood, but whenever I lived on down in the country, we did, and it was dirty. <laughs> it left soot in the house, and and uh, you had the dust and the you know the residue from the logs when you drag them in. It was dirty. Um, we've come a long way, and we still like to have a fire once in a while. But we've come a long way from having to rely on that a hundred percent for our energy as far as our heating. Uh, but we've come a long way, and you'd, if you'd listen to the opposite side that think we're just, you know, dying as a planet, you'd think that we were back in the Stone Ages or something. But we have come so far, and I kind of wanted you to, to give us a little pep talk about that. Oh, we have so much to celebrate. I mean, the last decade was the most successful and well, healthiest and wealthiest decade in human history. It doesn't mean for everyone, of course. There's still a lot of difficult, you know, difficulty in the world and, and suffering in the world. Absolutely. But on average, we have reached so much. And, and and instead of celebrating that, we are told we're going into some devastation that's completely fabricated. I mean, this whole, we're not going to talk much about CO2, but the basis, you know from your biology class, the basis for life on Earth is CO2. Absolutely. Because every plant needs CO2. And the more CO2, the more plants. And, you know, no one tells you that, in fact, today we have more trees, more green on the planet than 30 years ago. Which doesn't mean that there's, you know, in the Amazon maybe there's something that's dying that shouldn't be dying. I'm not saying that there's a problems in the world, but on average we have more trees today than we had 30 years ago. Why is no one telling you that? I don't know. Because bad news sells, good news doesn't sell. The good news is we're better off today than we ever used to be. And we will be better off in five years and in ten years. In terms of energy, we don't have anything better yet. Wind and solar is not better than what we currently have. What we have to do is we have to invest in filtering technology, in improving our mining technology, improving transportation. Of course, there's so much we can do that takes money. But we're taking money away from fossil fuels, putting it into something that's completely bad for our environment and humankind. And that's, mm. that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. 
It shouldn't be. And we do have a lot to celebrate. And and you're absolutely right. They try to knock us down all the time. But we do have a lot to celebrate in this world across the globe, not just in the United States, but across the globe, because we've come so far from where we were at one time. We learn new things every single day. And, uh, you know, I... You know, it just even with the efficiency with just a furnace, we got a new furnace. (laughs) We've been remodeling our house, and we've been without a furnace, and winter's been coming on. And we got a furnace this year, and I'm pretty excited about it because it's going to keep the house evenly. You know, before it was just maybe colder in one room than it was in the other. It's going to all be even, (laughs) and it's going to be more efficient. You lose Exactly, you use less fuel, right? Absolutely. And when you build a new house today, you 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 know you put isolation in a way you didn't used to. So you're going to be more efficient. But we need that efficiency because we have so many more people coming on board. I mean, we're eight billion today. We're going to be eleven billion in twenty or thirty years, right? And, and we need to continuously improve. Yeah, these things are forgotten. And today, yeah. as you mentioned before, three billion people don't have or only have erratic power or don't have any power. And we're going to have another 3 billion in the next 20, 30 years. There's going to be 6 billion new power customers. Are you telling me you're going to give these guys um, um, uh, power from wind and solar? Are you kidding me? No way. So, so well, we don't have of, anything better yet. We don't the have life anything of, better yet. I was going to say the life of the, uh, of the uh, wind turbines and and the solar panels there they don't have a long life expectancy and where are we going to replace those where are those going to be made back to china they're the ones that are going to be benefiting not us exactly exactly so anyways it's it's an it's a uh, look obviously i love the subject interesting it's it's it's, uh, it's challenging but um, it it's, it's you know it's so contrarian to what you read in the common press and uh, mm-hmm. and it's just unfortunate how mis how misled uh, we are. And I mean, of course, we're misled in many ways. But energy is one of the basis for wealth, right? For 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 our growth, for our future. I mean, energy, health, and water, right? Or, or food, food, energy, and and health, right? Those are three main key things we need to work on. And we're just chipping away on this energy one. You know, taking making it more expensive, making it less reliable, and making it more problematic. And uh, we're going backwards. Why? Yeah, we're going exactly. backwards. We're going with backwards. It, instead of forward. Yeah. Well, hopefully Absolutely. we're not going backwards, but at least at least in the Western world we're going backwards. Yeah? Um, and that is uh, and that is not good. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we need to list, We need to look at all the science. Science doesn't ever get settled. Science just continues to question. And uh, when they tell you science is settled, you know then something's up because <laughs> it's never settled. Exactly. That's that's exactly. the beauty of it. Because we're constantly learning, we're constantly, hopefully, improving, uh, and they they tend to want us to go backwards. We've got about a minute. What what positives would you leave with our with my listeners today on CO two? On energy, well, period. I mean, on energy. On, on energy. So I mean, first of all, CO two. Yes, CO two is basis of life. More CO two, more life. Okay, mm. that's that's the first positive news. The second one is that we have come so far in 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 needing an energy is that basis for our for our existence. Two hundred years ago, we didn't have enough energy to give us food. Right, we didn't have enough energy to produce food. We didn't have enough energy to 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 keep us warm. Today, we have all that, and not everybody, but more and more people have that. And and we need to continue to celebrate those positive things and, and try to really resist to go backwards. 
we need to resist it in the interest of humanity and the environment. Absolutely. I thank you so much for being a part of the show today and for sharing your wisdom and the things you learn with your, with all the data you put together. Uh, uh, it's just amazing to me. I am a very simple person, but I even, you know, when I was growing up and that it came out with the global cooling at first and then it was global warming and now it's climate change. But they were talking about the CO2 even back then and uh, it's um, something that I learned in junior high about CO2 and oxygen that made me always question what they were telling me. And uh, so I'm, I'm no scientist, but sometimes I try to use my common sense and logic to things I learned when I was a kid. Thank you so much for being a part of our show today, Dr. Lars. I appreciate you so much. Pleasure to be with you again and uh, enjoy your day. And I yeah, hope to be in touch with you soon again. Yes, God bless you. Take care. You know, folks, we have studied this several times with the CO2 Coalition. Uh, I encourage you to go to their website. That's CO2Coalition.org. CO2Coalition.org. Truth will set you free. CO2 is good for you. It's not something we want to remove. We can always do better with our energy, but we can't go backwards. We can't do away with all the fossil fuel and go 100% with solar and wind. It can't be done. It's impossible because solar and wind need fossil fuel to exist. It's just that simple, if there's anything simple about it at all, because it says, Dr. Lars said, it's very complicated. But it does take all of us. And we can't just accept what's being told to us. Don't just accept what we're telling you. Read. Research. Use your common sense. And then we will bring America home. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's LibertyNewsRadio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 